Welcome to the 10 Loans a Month podcast, where mortgage brokers become business owners. And now, your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Welcome to the Loans a Month show, where mortgage brokers become business owners. So today I want to talk about, do you give gifts to clients? And if you should, and there's two critical pieces of advice I'm going to give you. I'm going to get into the little bit into the science of this again, because again, what I said to you, I'm going to do a series on the science of brokering. And as a quick recap, so there's something called a heuristic, which is a rule or a mental shortcut that we use as human beings when we're trying to make decisions because, you know, the world's complex. But there's certain patterns that sociologists have discovered and over time that we're like, hey, there's certain things that if you understand those heuristics or those rules, you can actually become more effective in your selling, more effective in growing your business. And I geek out about this stuff. I love when there's studies and there's numbers and it's like, oh, okay, how does this study tie into what I'm trying to do in my business? And so today the principle is called reciprocity. And so if I give you something, then you're going to feel more obliged to do something for me in return. And incidentally, it turns out, even if I give you something that you didn't ask for, you still feel this internal motivation to actually do something for me. And so, okay, what is this? How does this help your mortgage business? I'm going to dive into it. I promise you, I'm going to give you very tactical strategies that you can use. But let me tell you about the study first, and then I'll jump into the tactics. So study, then tactics. So there was a study done in 1978. It's funny when they do studies, sociology studies, they often tell you you're doing one thing, but they're watching you for another. So they had this guy come in and they're working together with this person. And they wanted to determine does reciprocity change behavior. So they had this guy, let's call him Joe. And Joe was there and he was working with this person, this assistant who's being observed. And he would get on the phone and he would sometimes be really rude on the phone. So he was trying to show that he was not a nice person. And he would sometimes be nice on the phone. Then he would leave and he'd come back. And the two things that they tested for were when he'd come back, he'd say, hey, would you mind buying some raffle tickets from my daughter's thing for her school? So this was sort of the baseline they did this. And then they came back and what he did the second time is he'd come back and he'd bring them a Coca-Cola. He came back always with a Coke for himself. So no matter what, he came back with a Coke for himself. But in the second study, they said he came back and he brought a Coke for the other person. And then a little while later, he says, hey, just would you mind, you know, buying some raffle tickets from my daughter for her school? And the number of raffle tickets sold was 200%. It was higher. It was double than what you got if you didn't give the Coke. And so this turns out actually, even if... Joe put on the fact that he was a jerk, so he would pretend that he was a jerk to this person on the phone. He showed that he was a jerk in behavior, and yet it still converted twice as much. Because of reciprocity, you gave me a Coke, I guess I feel like I have to, you know, buy your daughter's raffle tickets, even though I didn't ask for the Coke, even though you seem like you're a jerk. And so the crazy part is when you think about this, it's like, okay, I'm not suggesting that if you give gifts, you can still get away with being a jerk, but generosity does cover a lot of sins. And if you're not the most likable, hopefully you work on your likability, but it actually covers some of that as well. So let me tell you a couple of tactical ways you can think about this. So Lisa Wells was on my podcast many moons ago, and so she's a top performer. And she told me about this thing that she does, which I think is absolutely brilliant. And it's called the All About You form. And so in the initial intake, she gets them to fill out this All About You form. And the All About You form is telling me about yourself, your kids, your dogs, your pet, you know, favorite drinks, favorite chocolate bar, all this stuff. So, and then the way she describes it to them, and they go, what do you want to know this for? Am I just getting a mortgage? She goes, yeah, yeah, but you know what? We like to know our clients. They're not just numbers to us. Plus, if anything goes wrong, we want to know how we can make it right. Isn't that a great way to frame that? And so she says that to them. Then when they come in for the signing appointment, Lisa would, whatever their favorite chocolate bar was, let's say it was a Kit Kat, they'd sit down to sign the paperwork, say, hey, great, your mortgage is done. 
here is a Kit Kat for you. You remember you said this is your favorite chocolate bar and it would blow her clients' minds. And the great thing, if you wanna check out that previous episode on our mortgage brokering, is that Lisa says, look, we compete all the time. The way that we compete against rate sites and the discounters, the rocket mortgages and the true norths is we have to compete on experience. And this is how she's competing and doing amazing is by creating a great customer experience. And so by giving the gift at that specific time, she was actually creating a ton of goodwill with that client. So the first kind of principle that I would say to this, so if you're trying to think about the tactic of this, is if you're going to give gifts, make them personal. So because Lisa made the gift personal, here is your favorite chocolate bar, Mr. Client, here's a Kit Kat. They were like, oh my gosh, Lisa, you're amazing. So that's the first thing. So yes, you should give gifts strategically to your clients, I believe. The dollar amount is less important. A $2, a buck 50 chocolate bar is more impressive than a bottle of wine that is like not specific to the person. So make it personal is the first kind of tip or tactic. And I'll tell you one other quick story that before I get to the second tactic. I had a client once that sat down with me. Hey, Scott, I got referred to you. You know, we just sold our place. And we're not certain if we're going to buy another place or if we're just going to pack up the kids and move to Hawaii for nine months or a year and live there and, you know, try this experience because this might be a good time. So I said, okay, great. I'll go through the whole, figure out what you pre-qualified for. And then I started thinking, I'm like, you know, I probably should do something for them. They've got a young family. So I had my assistant send them a book that was like things to do in Hawaii with your kids. It was like a $20 book. Well, she was blown away. She was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that you thought of this. It was personal. If I gave her a $20 gift card, here's a $20 gift card to Starbucks. She'd be like, meh, thanks, I think. But because it was so specific, it actually had a huge impact. And so she ended up going to Hawaii, comes back a year later, do her mortgage. I get two more referrals from her. I ended up doing three mortgages from a $20 book. And I can tell you that a $20 standard Starbucks card would never have done it. Nothing against Starbucks or Tim Hort, wherever you get your coffee cards. But because it was personal, it actually moved the needle. So that's the first thing. So reciprocity is a powerful mental construct that we use all the time. And so the first thing is, if you're going to use this in your business, think about trying to personalize it. The second tactic I'd tell you is about timing. So one of the coaches in our 10 loans a month Academy, Stevie D, who does about 70 mil a year, working 30 hours a week, he's an amazing guy. And he's incredibly strategic. Like he probably runs the most net profitable business out of anybody I know that does his volume just because he's so good with paying attention to the numbers. And so, you know, some people give huge gifts. He's found that being strategic about the timing is more important than the value. And I'll give you an example. So what happens is that let's say you get a client pre-approved. So they go, okay, great. You know what? Great, Steve. Fantastic. I know what I can buy. You know, a couple of weeks, month, whenever, finally they get their offer accepted. You know, they send it in saying, great, looks like we're going to get our place now. Incidentally, this is when people will shop you again because they're like, well, maybe I didn't get the best deal. Maybe I should go talk to somebody else. What Stevie does is after that conversation, he sends them a gift certificate with a movie pass and says, hey, look, go grab a movie on us and put your feet up. We're going to take care of this. We're going to get your mortgage approved. You know, our team has got it, yada, yada, yada. So because the timing of it, it's when he's waiting for the approval to come back. That's when people shop you. It makes a huge difference. He tells me he, you know, like he doesn't pay for a ton of appraisals because people are like, you bought me movie passes. It's like, that's way less money than an appraisal. But what happens is, is that they feel this reciprocity. Like, oh my gosh, I can't leave Steve now. He bought me movie tickets. It doesn't make sense, but that's just how humans are wired. And it's what we do this kind of stuff all the time. So on paper, you're like, that seems kind of dumb, but we are all susceptible to this principle of reciprocity. And so that's one way. Another example is when Peter Matheny is a top mortgage broker, mortgage architects, one of the things that he would do timing wise is when the mortgage was approved, because he found that people would get a loan approved and they never met with his team or anything, it was all done virtually. He would find sometimes between approval and closing, there was a delay and so they'd start shopping. So what he would do is he'd send a gift basket to the office when they're purchasing of the person who you know was buying it or whoever the kind of, maybe it was the wife or the primary, send him the gift thing, hey, congrats on your new place. And he would send it to them once that commitment was signed. So it's like, okay, it's signed. 
everybody sees you get a gift basket and their cookies or something that everybody shares in the office. So now you to you change lenders, change you know mortgage brokers. Seems like well, I'm not going to change now. Everybody in my office knows about you. And what he found is that so let's say he do 30 of these in a month. He does a lot of mortgages. He said maybe three of them didn't go through, but so what? I got 27 mortgages that for sure went through, and it was because I thought about timing. So let me tell you about a, another study that was done on the timing of how you presented a gift and how it made a difference. So there was a study done on servers. They were able to increase their tips by 23%. So like, okay, that's pretty great, right? So if you're a server and you're like, how do I increase my tips by 23%? And so what they did was, is when the person would come in and they'd give them their check, when they gave the check with a mint, their tips increased on average by 3%. So it's okay, but it's not a huge difference. The second group, they bring them the, the bill and they bring them in and say, hey, for you people, would you guys like some mints before you leave? They would actually talk about them. So they actually pointed at the mints instead of just dropping them on the table and walking away, they would put them down and then they would mention to them, hey, would you guys like some mints? That would increase the tips by 14%. But then the final group did this thing in terms of timing. And this is why timing is so critical. And I'll give you a couple tactics on your mortgage business here in a sec. The last group would come in, they would drop down some mints, they'd come back and say, you know what, for you fine people, who's two more mints or four more mints, whatever they needed, here's a couple more mints for you. And what happened was, is that the reciprocity was like, wow, that was unexpected. You came back, you gave us some mints, you came back and gave us more. I like you, I'm gonna tip you more. So then the tips went up 23%. All right, so just to recap this, if you're not giving gifts in your business, I think you're missing out on a massive opportunity, but you need to be strategic about it. You don't need to write huge checks, but you want to think about these two things. And the data shows it, the mortgage brokers that use this are very successful. And also the sociology studies say that this works. So you can ignore it, but I encourage you not to do it. So the two things that you need to think about whenever you're doing gifting is personalize it, right? So make sure that you can make it like the Kit Kat bar that's specific, or it's the Hawaii book for their kids. And even better, if the timing is really important as well. So if you can time it to a strategic point in the loan process to build more rapport, to build that reciprocity, you're going to lose fewer loans, you're going to convert more clients, and you're going to you know, support them better and have a better business. So hopefully that helps you. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about the heuristic or the mental shortcut of commitment and how when we make commitments, even if they're small, how they can make huge influences on our decision-making later on. So hopefully you find this useful. If you do, send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Scott at ilovemortgagebrokering.com. Leave a review for the show. If you want, this is just a taste of the kind of stuff that we do. So in 10 Loans a Month Academy is a academy that I've set up with some other very smart mortgage brokers. And we only open it a couple times a year. So if it's something you're interested in, you're like, hey man, I'd love to transfer my business. Go to 10loansamonth.com. You can get on the wait list. And then as soon as we have a spot open, we'll reach out to you and say, hey, this is what we got. Here's what the coaches are. Here's what they're fantastic at. And yeah, hopefully maybe I'll see you on uh, one of our future calls. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.